Hi there, welcome to the RevOps Show. Two episodes into the season, and we're going on a roller coaster ride of emotions today. We're talking about customer success, but not the fun rainbows and sunshine side of customer success, the side of customer success that people are getting wrong and where customer success is failing us. So buckle up, we're going for a RevOps ride. Jess. Doug. You didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't. Happy Friday, Doug. I was going to ask you, what day is it? <laughs> it's it's Friday. It's also only January 12th. It's not, we haven't we haven't gone through a whole year yet. It just feels like it. It, it does indeed. It does indeed. Um, I thought you'd be happy. I thought I have a surprise, sort of a surprise, and I thought it would, it would bring a smile, but it doesn't appear to be bringing a smile. What's the surprise? Do you not notice anything? That you're wearing a Reds hat? I'm wearing a Cincinnati Reds hat. You had it on earlier. So supposed that you're not supposed Sorry. to let the audience know that we Sorry. talk between podcasts. <laughs> Sorry. Should we talk about the 73 Reds? No, let's not. <laughs> okay, got to ask you one more question. You want me to text my dad? Could you please? <laughs> ask your dad... Oh, this is a good question. Who is okay. the greatest infielder in the history of the Cincinnati Reds? Okay, let me ask him. Who would you go with? Who would you choose, Jess? I I don't know. Okay, let me explain what the infield is. <laughs> I don't know who I would go with. But Jess, are yes, you excited? Doug? Am I excited about next week? Do you want to tell everyone what's happening next week? We're gonna we're gonna be in the same city next week you're 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 coming to san antonio we're not we're not only going to be in the same city we're, we're going to be in my be city in your city my city first time ever in seven years of me seven and a half years of me working here have you been here seven and a half years really yeah yeah i have i thought it was 10 it just i guess it just feels like 10 it just feels like 10 yeah exactly well didn't you say it's the first time ever can, can something be the first time ever in X number of years. Oh my gosh. It's Friday, everybody. Do you know what my <laughs> you know what my number one pet peeve of sports announcers is? What's what what? We I don't think we've talked about this. Well, we're not supposed to have talked about it in the opening of the show, Jess. <laughs> okay. Oh, you mean even outside of that? Yeah. Very unique. He's a very unique player. As opposed to a little unique. As opposed to a little unique. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a lot of unique. Well, maybe maybe they are very unique, Doug. Maybe they're unique in in multiple ways. <laughs> Is that what very? Wouldn't that be the universe? Okay, wow. <laughs> Didn't expect you to go there. Like that's a lot of unique. That is a lot that's of unique. That's a lot of unique. Very unique is a lot of unique. It is. So, so actually, what I want, what I want the whoever the announcer's partner is, when someone says. That player is very unique. I want them to come back with how unique is he? Wow. <laughs> so I hit the wrong button. <laughs> I meant to hit I meant to hit this one. I thought we were just starting the show over. I just thought you were gonna we're just gonna we're gonna redo the intro for an hour can straight. Can we start today over? I don't know that I wanna do today again though. 
So can we start tomorrow? Can can we start tomorrow right now? Well, hold on a second. If you start the day, when someone says, can I just start the day over? Isn't that hitting the reset button? So it erases everything from that day and you get to craft a whole new history. I don't know that, that it will be any better the second time around, just knowing what I know now. Alrighty. There we go. So what are we talking about today, Jess? We're going to talk about customer success today. Oh, sounds like a great topic. Are you excited? You know, I'm... I guess you can be very excited. I guess excited is not like you know. How excited are you? <laughs> I'm going to be in Jess's city. Isn't that what it's called? Called Jess's City. Jess's City, Texas. Jess's City, Texas, yes. You know what? Before we get into the topic of customer success, Jess, I'm coming to San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> and it's going to be 19 degrees. I have a, I have a meme I'm going to share with the group after this. Everybody's in a panic, worried that we're going to get snow again and again. It's not supposed to snow. We're going to be fine. People are just PTSD from two years ago. Hold on. <laughs> There's one question that'll tell me if everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Does Ted Cruz have plans to go to Acapulco? I don't know. I do not. I do not schedule Ted Cruz's travel for him, but let me do some research after we get off here. I call that the <laughs> Ted Cruz indicator. Yep. You are bringing the cold with you. It's going to be literally freezing while you're here. But you know, that is an unfair thing to say because the <laughs> weather pattern is from the west to the east and I'm coming from the east. Okay. So, so maybe you not. Know what like just totally blows? It's going to be warm before you get here and warm afterwards. It's going to be not as cold here while I'm there. Oh. And then the cold while I'm there will be here. You're going to take oh. it with you back home. So that, that I mean, like, it's just like 13 <laughs> degrees the day I get back. That sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, so maybe, maybe that's why I'm salty today. I don't control the weather patterns of the greater San Antonio area as much as I'd like to, Doug. So, so I have no control. Me, you're telling me there's no pause button. <laughs> There's no controlling the weather pattern. I don't know, Jess. I don't know. Anyhow, Guys, I, might, I might be in trouble. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think today's episode is going to be a, a little bit interesting. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully it's uh, insightful. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disclaim the fact that I'm, candidly, I'm a little salty today. So I'll try mm-hmm. not to let too much of that salt come out. Okay. You were supposed to say. But Doug, that's why people love you. That I was going to say that's your, that that's saltiness. that's your job. That's why everybody's here. Everybody's here for for the saltiness. Um, and and I want to give so so here here's a here's a thing for today's episode. Um, how often do I give disclaimers for episodes? Are we getting a disclaimer today? I'm getting. I've I've got a disclaimer today. Yeah. Okay. Disclaimer. Is, All right. I mean everything that I say respectfully today. Okay. I am not talking about the people. I'm talking about the process. Okay. And despite that disclaimer, I don't think this episode is going to make me a lot of friends. But I do think it's a really important episode. Okay. Well, I'm nervous now. So congratulations. There you go. So, so, so what we're talking about today is, is what, what's wrong with customer success? What I am going to say customer success is, 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 Failing, I will start off with customer success is failing to deliver. Okay. So before we get into that, let's let's take a step back and let's talk about the... Should I breathe? You should breathe. 
Yeah, take a breath. Because apparently we're salty enough that we had to give a disclaimer at the top of the episode, of the top of the topic. Um, that disclaimer but, was despite the fact that I was salty. Okay, gotcha. Uh, let's start with the or. So let's talk a little bit about the origins of success. Can you can you talk us through that? Well, let, 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 let's talk about this. I mean, I'm curious what you think about. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you think about this because I know like you specifically did not do a lot of research in advance of this. We wanted to have it to be kind of a, a, a fresh conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you hear customer success, I, like a question I think that's really important is like, what is customer success? What? I, I mean, so in, in, and I, and I, we, we have talked about this recently. I mean, so I have given this. Right, right. Yeah. So I, I for me, it's the it's the experience that you provide to the customer. It's it's the it's the experience. Change, I'm sorry. Let me change the question. Okay. Okay. Customer success is is a department now. It's a okay. It's a job now. It, it's a role. Gotcha. What is okay. customer success? What is customer success? It's uh it's servicing the customer once they've once they've paid us money. So here's a question: Is there is is customer success simply? Customer service with a nicer name. I think it is. I mean, I, so maybe, maybe not because there is, there is a component of trying to, to maintain and even upsell in customer success frequently. So I think it's a combination of customer service and sales. That's what I think it is. So, so why did we stop calling it customer service? I don't know. Um, success sounds better. So if if you look at customer success, where the term is certainly where it originated, and I think where it's most dominant, are recurring revenue businesses. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you call the customer success role in other? And, and you know what? I'm going to change that. Not recurring revenue businesses. Um, subscription businesses. Okay. Which are recurring revenue. But- right. Yep. Um, I was talking with one of our clients last week and, and, you know, of course, cause so much is about SaaS and recurring, recurring, recurring is like, well, it's not recurring revenue, but it's reoccurring revenue, mm-hmm. which, which is basically you have the onsite contract with this company. Right. That's going to get you revenue. Right. Right. Um, do you know what you call the, the, the person who does, who mixes service and sales together? Do you know what that's called in, in traditional sales? Sales. No. Oh, okay. All the account manager. Oh, account. Yeah. Account executive, account manager. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So when you look at, when you look at what happened, so you had customer service, you have support and what subscription businesses were seeing was churn. Mm-hmm. Now, now here's the thing you have to understand about churn. Churn happens. You know, Forrest Gump said shit happens. Churn happens. That should be our, that should be a shirt. We should get a shirt that says churn happens. The, the longer you're going, the, the more churn is going to be an issue. Right. Um, Jim Collins' first best-selling book was called Built to Last. I never liked the title mm-hmm. because it infers that the purpose of companies is to last forever. You know what? The whole idea of creative destruction is that, you know, life has, has a useful, you know, there's a period, right? Yep. So, so here's what I think the intended difference between service and success is. Why is customer success? Because I would say customer success does not meet the threshold of account manager. No. It's less than account manager. 
Mm-hmm. A true account manager, right? Now you've got this term account manager that gets used. that's very back office administrative. Yep. I'm talking about account manager from a sales role, from a, from a revenue role. Yeah. Um, is that customer service is passive and reactive. And the intent of customer success is to be proactive. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's I what agree. they intend to do. And so if we're proactive, we'll add value. <laughs> Right. But by the way, you know, I've got to go back and talk about commoditization again. And I've got to talk about the four C's, the, the four sharks, the four C sharks. Right. Um, complex. What is it? Complexity. Oh, competition. Mm-hmm. Leads to greater complexity. Yep. Leads to commoditization, leads to compressed margins. What is commoditization? Yep. Commoditization is when the buyer reduces everyone to an arbitrary lowest common denominator defined by them. And, and, and by the way, the problem and where, I, where we used to talk about this all the time was, do you know what your customers call value at? Complexity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because if I have to call something value add, you know what I know? It's not a value. It's not valuable. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you know how I know if I'm adding value? They're willing to pay more. Yeah. Okay. So. The, this whole, like, so, so, so the idea, and I, and I want to be clear here. I, I, I think if, if you look up in the dictionary or in the business pantheon of ideas and strategies that were genuinely good with, with good intent that have gone horribly wrong, I think, I think the picture you'd see there would be customer success. Okay. And, and, and I think customer success, in, I think the customer success role is probably the worst thing that's happened to customer experience in my life. Why do you say that? Because it, it's, I mean, so, so first off, why are the, so like I talk about this with technology, right? Why, why, why are the numbers not shifting? Why are we spending more in technology, but our costs? But our, mm-hmm. our cost of customer acquisition is going up. Our costs for sale is going up. All those numbers are going up, right? We're, it's supposed to create efficiency, right? We're, we're buying it. We're investing in technology because with technology, you can do more with less, mm-hmm. right? Right. So, so why hasn't customer success solved the churn problem? Why isn't customer like what? And I don't, mean, I don't even mean solve the churn problem. Like why haven't the numbers shifted? Completely. And, and, and the reason is, right, the reason I say this, and again, I want to emphasize this is not about the people. This is not about the people. It's about the underlying structure and the incentives and the choices. Why are, why are customer success managers not equivalent to account managers? I can tell you why. I'm curious if you, if you want to. But why don't you have an equivalent sales role, mm-hmm. a, a farmer, if you will. Yep. Why don't you have that in the in the role of customer success, which is really what that's supposed to be? Why? Right? Do you know why? No. Far too expensive. Far too. Expensive. Oh, interesting. Okay, right? that's not where I was going to go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sure. So, so here, here is the fundamental. Like this is where we start off, where everything goes wrong with customer success. What's the role call? Customer success. <laughs> so wouldn't you infer? that the role of customer success is to ensure the customer the is customer successful. Yes. Yes. Where are the metrics? What the are the, me- me- the metrics are on, on 
the customer success person, not for like the metrics aren't aren't on measured on the are customer, they on the customer or the selling no, they're, they're the selling the selling right. organization on the Correct. rep. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. We call it customer success, but the only measurements we use are 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 yeah. what's good for us. Oh, but Jess, we can help you grow. Well, it's an interesting. I didn't buy from you. I didn't buy you for that. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's actually an interesting point that I hadn't thought of before um, about the metrics and and who they're on because we we talk about this a lot when we talk about data and and metrics, which is what you measure matters. What you measure is what gets paid attention to. And so, if those metrics aren't attached to the to the customer. They're attached to the selling organization. Organization. They're attached to the rep, and the rep is paying attention to that. That's what the rep's focused on. And what's the underlying basis of all the metrics? Efficiency. Right. Yep. Well, well, hold on a second. We're now talking about a customer relationship, right? We are talking about a one-to-one relationship, right? That's not efficient. No. No. Right. If if we're talking about customer success and, and we're going to put people into the role mm-hmm. and we're going to drive for efficiency, we've got we've got conflicting incentives. We've got majorly conflicting priorities. Now, here's the next thing. And this gets to the underlying structural element about all of this. That, that unfortunately, and this is where I'm going to this is where I'm going to lose friends. Wh- where has the customer success role become most prevalent? SaaS companies. Mm-hmm. Are SaaS companies product companies or service companies? They're product companies. They're product. Right. I'll never forget, my brother went to college. I went to Shepherd College, yes. Now Shepherd University. <laughs> right. My brother went to MIT. Yes. Um, so my brother actually met people. I drank. <laughs> and and so one of the people that my brother knew well, I you know, they they were associates more than they were friends mm-hmm. started what was a super hot hot startup went public all the and there was i forget the exact issue but there was something that we noticed that we thought like hey we could advise you on this and and, and it was about that there was a services element that was missing mm-hmm. and my brother reached out to him i'm not going to name names because i don't and, and I'll never forget what he told my brother. He said, Donald, what you don't understand is I don't want service revenue, mm-hmm. right? The problem is if I get service revenue, if I get, if I get too much service revenue, it's going to lower my valuation because a yep. product business is valued significant, at a significantly higher multiple than a services business. Right. Right. So, so if you're at a product company, if you're at a technology product company, who are the master? What what roles? What departments would would meet the the masters of the universe? I could use a different term, but that would probably be BSD is the term for anyone that's read Bonfire of the Vanities, right? Product, yeah. So if you're if you're on the product mm-hmm. side, if you're tech, right. if you're, and sales, right? Okay. Service is important, but. Mm-hmm. But but service isn't isn't a masters of the universe role, right? Way, another critical metric. Mm-hmm. Is, so product gets more multiple than than service, right? And another important metric is revenue per employee. 
Right. Well, when you get into services, trust me when I tell you this. When you get into services, you cannot, you don't get revenue per employee. Sure. Services are not as scalable. Right. Right. We're going to scale customer success. Okay, hold on a second. And, and, and so what does customer success become? Now, by the way, I've seen it implemented in one of two ways, right? I've seen it implemented where it's just sell more stuff. Right. And sure. under the name of serve. <laughs> I, I think with the tech companies that we use, I think on average, we go through three, I get, I get three, I'm your new success manager email. Oh, easily. Every two years. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There is so much turnover. Yeah. Why is there so much turnover? Well, A, they're hard jobs. Yep. They're, they're conflicting jobs. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the other thing. And again, I'm not insulting anybody. I just, it needs to be said. When you're really good at it, you either get hired outside mm-hmm. because there's a way north to go from a comp standpoint, or the sales organization or the product organization takes you. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's just, that, that's just where it is. I mean, that's just, I mean, I'm sorry. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the structure of the organization, I mean, now here's where it's not their fault. And I want to be clear for anyone listening to this, anyone in customer su- success who, who feels that I'm being unfair. What I am saying is this is not your fault mm-hmm. because the, what, what's happening is the customer success role is, be, is being given a responsibility and not given the resources or the metrics to be able to do it correctly. Oh, and by yep. the way, if you go to customer success, if you if you you better impact the metrics, probably in thirty days, if not ninety days, there is no, yeah, right, and 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 so it is always. So I said one side is just the sale, sale, sale. The other side is there. There is the intent to serve, but but here again, the value proposition and the incentives are completely misaligned. Right. A, does the person have the knowledge base, the skills, the training and the support to to provide the, the quote unquote value add? Right. B, do I want the value add? You mean as the you as the customer? As the customer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. C, and, and here, like this is hard enough in sales. Right. I've always said that one of the things that makes salespeople that has developed the name the reputation that salespeople have is the nature of how their job gets laid out. And, and, and there's a degree of laziness in this, but so, so it doesn't have to be this way. Right. Is like, I've always said like the, the problem with salespeople is they're, they're the most passive participant in the process because to them, there's only one outcome and that is you buy. Right. Right. Whereas when you become active, when you begin to look at it as a decision process, we're looking, is this a good decision for you? Is this a good decision for us, et cetera? That actually is what enables you to, to, you know, to really have impact, influence, et cetera. And, and you actually become someone who creates that. Yep. Right? But, but no salesperson, I'm not, no, very, very, very few salespeople get credited because there was a half a million dollar sale they could have made that wouldn't have been the right sale. So they said, no, thank right. you. Yep. As a matter of fact, the problem is far too often. It's the reverse in the sales organization. It's, Hey, let me tell you about the person that, right. Okay. 
Well, it's worse for customer success. Because here's a question. Okay. What if the customer should churn? Oh, interesting. What if, yeah. what if, what if this isn't the right? What if it's time for you to move on? Well, and so that, that's an interesting statement. Because we, I mean, we've, we've seen this. We've had, we've grown and the customer hasn't. And so that's no longer a fit. It's not a fit on either side. It's not good for them. It's not good for us. And we've also had customer changed in some way, shape or form. And so they're no longer a fit. So like not good for them, probably more than us. And, you know, we've parted away friends, <laughs> parted away friends, but like, that's the natural progression of any business, cool. both on the selling organization side and the customer side. People, people are going to grow. People are going to grow apart. We, we did a RevOps show on when RevOps isn't the right choice. And, and, and right. there was a client. It was actually a, one of our largest retainers. And I said, look, where you are right now, if this is what you're looking for, it's not going to drive. Like, right. we recommend you do something else. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, so what if, again, what if the customer is going to turn? That is not something. And again, this isn't the fault of, of the people. That's not something that, that a customer success person is candidly allowed to think. No. Or, or allowed to think about. I mean, they're, they're not doing it maliciously. And, well, and no, because they get, they get, go on. Churn, churn is bad. Churn is bad. Doesn't matter what churn it is. Churn is bad because of their metrics. I'm saying for the success person. like. All churn is bad, so they they can't think about it that way. They it's always bad. So there there's actually something even worse than that. Okay. If you don't rate ten out of ten on a CSAT. Oh yeah. Or five yeah. out of five on a CSAT. That's yeah. So so here's the thing. Not only, I mean, we deal with this all the time. Somebody somebody says, "But I want to do X." Yeah. And I say, "I want to play in Major League Baseball." <laughs> I wanted to play Major League Baseball, right? Right. It's not going to happen for me. It's not going to happen for you. Yeah. Right? Do Do you want to yell at me about it? Or do we want to figure out what we're going to do? Right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm having some fun here, but it's like, I, I don't tell you, oh, no, you can't do that. And the reason that you should be happy is because we have something that's going to take five more steps. Right. But I can't, again, I can't, I can't, I can't make sure that you're served if you're not going to give a five sat. Because you know what? Sometimes, and this, and this is where delight, we talked about this in an earlier episode. Mm-hmm. This is where delight has gone wrong. Right. Right. I'm buying, I'm using a core product. It's an operationally focused product. You know, it's almost if if I notice it, it's bad, right? Yep. And 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 oh, by the way, if you take a look at, I mean, if if you're in large markets, competitive businesses, etc., if they're not frustrated, they're not breathing. Right. Right. Yep. It's hard. There's there's a lot of hard stuff to be done, and that means there are times where you're not going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and here's the thing that's fascinating because in the last three weeks. Can I brag about Lyft for a second? Sure, let's let's do that. <laughs> In the last three weeks, we have gotten, I mean, candidly, some amazing feedback. We have, yeah, we have. Right? Yep. And I'm not going to lie, 
I'm surprised that we got the feedback that we got. That it's worded the way we there's, were. There's one that came in literally today that I'm shocked by. Just like camp never thought we would get that feedback from that group. Like shocked. But you know what? The video that we just got. The, the oh, that, that too. That right? too. Yeah. And, and the reason is. Like, I'm not surprised that he feels that way. I'm surprised that he are, that he articulated it that way. Right. Because, because it's not smooth. But now, understand, no. understand, they know that it's not smooth. They know that part of the reason it's not going to be smooth is because they don't have the they don't have the things in place for it to be smooth. And oh, by the way, it's never going to be smooth. Well, so here's one thing that actually gets to... And, and it's funny, I, I had a content interview today with our team for a blog post, and we hit on this a little bit. It wasn't success related, but um, I think this is a part too where because you have to have that facade that everything is wonderful and sunshine and rainbows and that success role, it's just, it's just become the expectation. We don't set the expectation for the customer in that success role frequently that, yeah, yeah, you're going to be frustrated. Yeah. Things are not always going to be smooth. Like, and I think that's a place where those ratings aren't where they aren't the five. And it's because we did a terrible job of setting expectations because there's this facade that success has to put up that everything's going to be wonderful all the time. But, but you know why we're getting, this is the best blank we've ever spent. This is the, right. Mm -hmm. The, the reason we get it, and it's funny because our team is really just beginning to learn this, right? If things could run smoothly, you know what's interesting? They wouldn't need no. us. No. We'd be unnecessary. Yeah. Right. Right. It's because we understand what to do. And, and what they also know is they never have to doubt us. I, right. I don't mean doubt us like, are we going to be right? Are we going to be? It, it's they never have to doubt us. Are we getting it straight? And look. A lot of people aren't going to like hearing this, but, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily regular, but with, with a degree of frequency, we get asked to have calls specifically without a success person there because they want to have a frank conversation about something. Right. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and again, why, why do, why does success have to be uh, sunshine and rainbows? So some of it is you're you're hiring a service oriented person where there's that natural sure you're uncomfortable when they're uncomfortable but right. but again it's it's back to the metrics it's back mm -hmm. to it's back to oh wait this could be churn yep and it's my favorite line by the way well this could something this could be something that could result in churn yeah I'm like yes everything could be something <laughs> that results in churn everyone right there is right right um, what what's interesting is you know. It's funny. The bigger the problem, mm -hmm. the calmer the reaction needs to be. Agreed. Right. And 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 so again, this this like when when I deal with service, and they tell me like they're in essence telling me that well that I should be happy with this outcome. I'm like, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. <laughs> right. Right. And, and and so when 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 we communicate, look, I totally understand. If, if I'm sitting in your seat, I wanted to do that too. Hey, you know what? That is a reasonable request. By the way, we get it on the service side. That's a reasonable request. Sometimes we can't do it. Sometimes we can't do it at the threshold that we're operating on. Right. Do I expect you to be happy about that? No. No. And that's okay. Right. Yep. Because here here's the other thing about customers. 
You, did you ever watch West Wing? I know, of course I, you watched West Wing, because we talked about it. Here it shows. Let Bartlett be Bartlett. Yep. Sometimes customers have the customer. Yeah. And and you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be candid when customers are customering, it's uncomfortable to scare. And and by the way, I put this down when I put this down in the notes, I knew you were gonna roll your eyes at it. I'm sure you did. But you also knew exactly what I'm talking about. Yes. And so does everybody that's listening. Yeah. Customers are going to customer. Yeah. And sometimes, by the way, I'm dealing with this. We actually left this product. And and at one point, it was a product that we recommended. And, I mean, they are failing to deliver. And I'm I'm putting this on there. And and they weren't necessarily telling me that that I should be happy. but, But they never acknowledged. I mean, it was the. We're sorry for the inconvenience. No, 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 right. no. This isn't sorry for the inconvenience. This is sorry you did not deliver on. Like, you're right. not delivering your the core product functionality. I am upset. I want to be upset. And I and and by the way, if you would acknowledge the validity of my upsetness, yeah. Right? And so all those things come in, and 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 so the fundamental problem with customer success is that customer success. Actually, there's two fundamental problems. Customer success isn't aligned with the customer. No. Right. You, you know what else is important? Like I, we used to do this as, um, this is part of our define your game stage. Mm-hmm. When we would go to market in, in our earlier go to market efforts. And one of the things that I, would, that I always talk about is as a seller, the transformation that you need to make is to move from focusing on what you sell to what your customers are buying. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and I'm buying what I'm buying. And, and oh, by the way, if you have a large customer base, there's lots of different reasons for why I'm buying. Right. Right. I don't really care why, I don't really care what you think you're selling. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? It's not relevant. I mean, I don't mean I don't sure. care like, like screw you. I mean, I don't care. It's not, it's not particularly relevant to me. Right. Right. You know, we, I mean, to share a story, we, we, we have a partner manager who wanted to do business reviews with us because they could help us with, you know, understanding strategies for this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, look, I don't mean any disrespect to you, but, but I actually, and at the time when this happened, so by the way, whoever's listening to this, it's not who you think you are. Um, I'm like, I, I'm actually paying somebody for that service. Right. Right. We actually yeah. have an advisor that we're working with yep. on that. Right. That, that that's not only not the best thing you could do for me, it's probably the worst thing you can do for me. Right. Right. And and so there there there's a complete misalignment between how a customer success manager is measured and what the customer actually wants, which connects to the second problem, which is candidly, customers don't want it. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying never. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you what ends up happening in the best customer relationship, the best CSM relationships I've seen with customers is, is it, it becomes very relationship. It's, it's, you, you become friends, you become, but, but the funny thing is, and, and I've looked for it. And by the way, the only thing I've seen would be negative correlation. Mm-hmm. I've not found anything that shows customer success leads to greater customer retention. Right. Right. And and I'm yeah. talking about again, if you take a look at so like 
I, hey, I love the person there. I, you know, we joke around, et cetera. When, when something happens that would cause me to turn, you, you, like the idea is, well, hey, Jess is friends with, so Jess won't. Right. Jess won't turn. Right. And, and, and you know what, what else is kind of funny? And, I, and, and I'm going to say this is anecdotal. So in all fairness, I could be wrong. In some ways, if you like, if I was your customer success manager, as a matter of fact, I know this as a matter of fact, because I was not your account manager or whatever we called it when, when you no, were a client. you were not. When you and I, like I, you know, shit, I think we talked more than you talked to whoever's supposed to be delivering services to you. And, yeah. And we probably spent half the time making fun of something happening in your company, making fun of something happening in my company, or just making fun of something else in general. Right. Is that yes. fair? That, that's, that's, that's a fair assessment of what went on, yes. <laughs> and, and, and so we became friends. Right. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. we enjoyed the conversation. You were actually, you became less comfortable mm-hmm. to share with me that there was a problem. You became yeah. less comfortable to share with me 100%. that Mike was. So, so in yeah. its own way, that customer success role can, can sometimes cause that to be. Yep. But yep. look, Jeff, I don't want to make this all about what's wrong with customer success. Well, I was going to, yeah. Because the role's in, because the, the job is important. Yep. You need to pay attention to retention, whether you're a subscription business or otherwise. So what do we do about it? How do you fix it? Well, Jess, you were gonna you were gonna create the easy button, weren't you? I was. I'm still working on it. So partner led growth. Mm-hmm. That word makes me sad. That term makes me sad. Why does it make you sad? Because it's partnerships gone wrong. So so it's funny. The the partner manager for for one of the applications that we work with and we're fans of wanted to mm-hmm. schedule a hey we're at the beginning of the year let's yeah you know, it's been a while since we've talked let's do blah whatever and I you know, yep kind of kick off or whatever and I said hey look you you know we you know we're a fan you're our yep. number one choice yeah for but every time you 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 send me this email and say hey let's have let let Let's have a conversation to talk about how we can work better together. It's always who can I introduce you to? What can I do to generate? Right. What can I do for you? Yeah. And every time the conversation turns to how you can help us, it kind of doesn't go anywhere. So if if it's not going to be a mutual thing, then look, we're going to let you know when we when. And and the thing that cracks me up is he hasn't replied to the email. I I noticed that. Yeah. And that's not where partners started. See, see, there's another problem with product and service. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's the fundamental problem that tech companies have. Here's the fundamental problem that product companies have. Tech companies, product companies, technology, they're built on algorithms. They eliminate variance. Organizations are all about variance. Product doesn't speak business. Product doesn't speak user. Yeah. Product needs a translator. Product needs an adapter. That's services. Yep. Services is designed to align, to adjust, to bespoke, to whatever you want to use. Mm-hmm. And product and service don't speak the same language. They do right. not fit. Right? Channel partners and partners. If you go to like managed service providers, we take the technology and we configure it for you. We're built for that, for, for that distinction, that differentiation, that diversion. 
the reason that partners existed was product companies, tech companies couldn't get their products installed. They had a huge purchase to revenue problem because someone would buy the tech, but it would not get implemented to be used. So the revenue didn't get generated. So they began to bring in partners to help manage that and partners to serve that. And even though, and if you look in the SaaS space, everyone's taken the HubSpot model that was driven on the sales side. But if you take a look at the metrics that HubSpot had that, that drove why they really started to fully adopt, the organization started to fully adopt yep. partner services. And this is when they were much smaller and more of a just marketing company, but it's still, I'm pretty sure true, was that they found the retention numbers when someone was using a partner versus not using a partner. So here's the thing. It's great if partners can drive business. It's great if it's like if the partner is leading the growth and they're bringing that to you. But the reason that partners actually really create value is they're the ones who build. They're built to build that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right. That's what they're there for. You ready for this? And this is a crazy thought. Trust your partners. Yeah. Trust your partners. That's why you have them. Right. So, so I am all for partner networks. Absolutely. They help to build and establish and define the relationship. And, and by the way, your partners are not working at odds with you. If, 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 if the customer turns on you, they're probably turning on the partner. Right. And here's, something yeah. I can tell you. here's something I can tell you with a, with a very high degree of confidence. Whatever percentage of revenue that customer represents to the product company. Mm hmm. They represent a higher percentage. Much higher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. B build your partner program for that. By the way, and I'd be judge your partners on how well they retain. Yeah. Right. Here's another thing. If you identify a problem, use your partners. Yeah. Use your partner. Like they, they've built that relationship. I'm not saying don't have a relationship with the end customer. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, I've, I've said this on the sales side. I'll say this on the service side. There, there is value in, in the combination and in the independent relationship as well. 100% agree. But, but yep. what I'm seeing in customer success is that these companies, and again, why? Well, because they're really driving other metrics. Upsell, right. this, that. Sure. Here. Sure. Here's the second thing. Mm -hmm. Get clear on your proposition. What is your proposition? What is your mm -hmm. value proposition? What right. is the selling proposition? What's being bought, right? What's the proposition of your, of your success plan? What's the proposition of your retention plan? Yeah. Right. If, if, if you're going to tell me you're going to, oh, we're going to advise you on something, then make sure somebody's capable of advising. Right. Here's where success and by the way, there are some people who know me who probably know, oh, well, Doug's just upset. No, this is from feedback that we get from the customer. Yeah. Right? Don't gaslight your customers. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that pisses a customer off more than that. Right. By the way, the best industry to learn from here is learn, learn from the healthcare industry. Yeah. Jess, I have bad news for you. Three of your arteries to your heart are blocked. But I've got really good news. We're going to cut you open and right, treat bad news like bad news. This is my favorite. Use your customer success manager to communicate a price increase. Hey, Jess, I've got some really good news for you. We've been adding so much value and we were looking at and, 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 and because of that, we're going to raise prices. We're raising our prices by 20%. Right. Right. <laughs> be honest, be clear. 
Yeah. Here's the next thing. Feedback. Even bad feedback is good. Yeah. Treat feedback like feedback. And you mean feedback from the customer to mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. Yep. Feedback from the customer to the company. Yeah. Make yep. it extraordinarily easy mm-hmm. for that feedback to come. You know, I've seen so many companies fail to deliver, fail to develop fans because they can't stand someone complaining about it because they try to solve the complaint every time. Yeah. But here's the thing. You bring two fans together. Mm-hmm. The first thing they're going to do is complain about their team. Yeah. Now, yeah. take a fan from another team and they say something about it. Then there's a problem. Right. Now we're Sure. But I've seen where, like, there, there's that don't tolerate. Yep. What's the fastest way to, um, to make me less likely to give feedback, to make people less likely to give feedback? Overreact. Overreact. Like, I've learned from me, th- this is my weakness. You share something with me, and I want to dig into it. Not, not, not even because I'm trying to protect or gaslight or anything. I'm trying to help. But what I realize is the downside of that and why I have to manage that for me is I make it hard for someone to feel like they can give me quick feedback because yeah. they're concerned that, well, if I tell Doug this, he's going to try to help. Like, and I've had people tell me this, like for all the right reasons, Doug, yeah, like, why I value you, but so make it extraordinarily easy to give feedback mm-hmm. and make it, really really easy really 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 easy for me to connect when i want to connect make it really clear that you're there when i need you right yeah make it clear we're here yep right this is this is a role of marketing that can come in to make it clear of how should i be using you how should i be thinking about you well, and so this is something I see frequently as the main point of contact for our customers where we are, where we have those partner relationships. They either can't get a hold of somebody or like don't even know where to go to get a hold of or who to go to. Like that's, and so then they're coming to us because they don't know. But, but here's something that one of our clients told us, and they're in a high level program. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in a VIP white glove, blah, 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 blah. And what they said was, Doug, they didn't say this to me, but if they were, had said it to me, they would have said, Doug, um, I've, I've got more meetings than I can handle. I, I don't need another meeting. Yeah. Right. Here, here's the thing. Make it clear that, that if, like, if you have a success program, make it clear that if they want proactive contact, if they want regular contact and you want to do that, that, that it's there for you. Yeah. But don't push it. Because yep. here's the thing that I found. If someone wants to talk to you, if a customer who's paying you wants to talk to you, they tend not to be shy about that. So, so if you feel like, well, I'm having to follow up with them five times because to be able to schedule our first meeting, maybe what they're saying is I don't need to meet with you and that's okay. Now, yep. maybe, maybe there's a problem. Maybe you've seen a problem that you need to address. Then guess what? You know what you need to do? Keep sales involved. Right. Have my yeah. account executive involved. Bring my, the account executive is who I talk to. The account executive is, is what I've explained everything to. Why do we not have the, the account executive involved? Efficiency, right. cause. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Are we about to right? If it's important, right. resources. Yep. Last yep. things, align your metrics 
are the metrics aligned to the customer? And 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 look, with all the right intentions, customer success metrics are the embodiment of good earth's law. Mm-hmm. Right? What what was once a good measurable, once you turn it into the objective, stops being either a good objective or metric. Yep. Yep. Align your comp. Yep. And last thing is remember what you fail. What you you sorry, remember, you get what you fear. If you design your customer success process to avoid churn, you'll get churn. Yep. Agreed. Take those approaches, and what you'll start seeing is customers will have success. They will talk about you. They will value you. And oh, by the way, you'll probably gain the efficiency that you're looking for. Yep. All right, Jess, did I lose too many friends? Uh, I don't think you lost that many, actually. So um, I, they didn't like me. They didn't like me. Start with. I mean, obviously, yes, exactly. Um, couple couple of things I want to hit on again that that just to kind of reiterate some of what you talked about. Um, if it's important, resource it. Like, let's like if there is an if there is a serious issue that's important, let's get the right folks to 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 talk to the customer. Um, what's the proposition of your success plan? That's a piece that I think doesn't get that specifically doesn't get thought about. And then I know one thing that we talk to our customers about with how we work and how we work with our customer, that open and honest feedback loop is so important. I mean, they need to be honest with us. We got to be honest with them. That's the only way that you continue that trust. And, and that's actually how you grow that relationship. And from that is how we've, we've grown some of our retainers with clients is, is they know that we're always going to be there to hear their concerns and they can give us that feedback, good or bad. And we're going to give them the same feedback, good or bad. Jess, don't Doug. forget to say no to shitty robots. Till next time. And that's a wrap on this episode of the RevOps show. Doug, you still have a hashtag friend in me. And I'm not just saying that because you're my boss. Sometimes we have to hear the hard stuff of the work we're doing. Right now, that hard stuff is where customer success could be doing a lot better. If you enjoyed this episode and want to keep up with us as new episodes come out, make sure to go subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any number of podcast platforms that you like. We would also really appreciate it if you rated the podcast itself. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about customer success, email me at hannah at liftenablement.com, hit us up on x at demand creator or LinkedIn at liftenablement. And until next time, just say no to shitty RevOps.